Welcome to Marfa Public Radio Puts You to Sleep. I'm your host, Zoe Curland, joined by my co-host, Chris Dyer, here to lull you into liminal tranquility. Picture this. You're the programming director at Marfa Public Radio. Someone has just pitched you an idea. It's an edgy program that may contain questionable content. Are you up to date with the current regulations? Well, you should be. The FCC requires it. There are so many FCC rules and regulations. How do you possibly keep up with all of them? Why, with the FCC rules and policies for radio for air staff programmers and management, of course. What a load off your mind. With the knowledge you're about to absorb, picture that knowledge sinking into your brain, drifting elegantly into each neuron and cell, settling like a fine mist. Here's Chris Dyer reading the FCC rules and policies regarding drugs, alcohol, tobacco, and obscene or indecent material. National Association of Broadcasters, Washington, D.C. FCC Rules and Policies for Radio, for Air Staff, Programmers, and Management. Code of Federal Regulations 73.4095 and 73.4170. Drug Lyrics. Broadcasting songs containing drug lyrics is within the discretion of the licensee. The FCC has stated that whether a particular record depicts the dangers of drug abuse or, to the contrary, promotes such illegal drug usage is a question for the judgment of the licensee. The FCC requires that a licensee or a responsible person be familiar with each song's lyrics and current slang pertaining to drugs and adhere to responsible programming when airing material containing questionable drug lyrics. A pattern of failure by a licensee to act responsibly in exercising adequate control over broadcast material aired may raise questions as to whether continued operation of the station is in the public interest. In addition, the FCC has vowed to enforce stringent rules against licensees found guilty of drug trafficking. The FCC has revoked a broadcast license when the licensee had a drug conviction. Hence the FCC's choice to defer to licensees regarding drug lyrics is not indicative of a generally lax attitude towards drugs in the industry. Licensees are therefore advised to use caution in this area at all times. 
Code of Federal Regulation 73.4165 and 74.4170, U.S. Code 1464, Obscene or Indecent Material. Enforcement of federal laws and regulations prohibiting the broadcast of obscene, indecent, or profane programming continues to evolve at a rapid pace. Both the FCC and Congress are actively involved in strengthening and tightening enforcement. Some of the FCC's recent enforcement decisions have already been appealed and may be reversed or modified by the courts. But the following summarizes the agency's current enforcement approach and explains the most recent series of FCC rulings. Every radio broadcaster should understand these new policies and guard against violations. The potential fine for broadcasting obscene and decent profane material is $325,000. Material is obscene if applying contemporary community standards. An average person would find that the material appeals to the prudent interest, depicts conduct in an offensive manner, and taken as a whole lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Obscene material does not receive constitutional protections and may not be aired at any time. Material is indecent if in context it describes in terms patently offensive as measured by contemporary standards for the broadcast medium. Under current law, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. is a safe harbor time for the broadcast of indecent programs. In other words, the time during which indecent broadcasts may be aired. In recent enforcement actions, the FCC has put broadcasters on notice that stations may be liable for even an isolated or fleeting utterance of indecent or profane language, such as the F-word or the S-word. The definition of prohibited profane language is expanded to include not only blasphemous language, but also language that may provoke violent resentment or is grossly offensive. Stations may be subject to a fine for each utterance of indecent or profane material within a single program. Multiple serious violations of indecency may lead to license revocation proceedings. In July 2004, the FCC proposed to require all broadcasters to retail recordings of their programming for a limited period of time. For example, 
60 or 90 days. The commission made this proposal to increase the effectiveness of its process for enforcing restrictions on indecent programming. As of the publication of this handbook, the FCC has not adopted this or a similar retention requirement. During this time of rapid change, what is a broadcaster to do? While not guaranteed, the following conservative recommendations may help safeguard broadcasters from FCC scrutiny and resulting enforcement actions. Avoid broadcasting four-letter words, especially the F-word or the S-word. When broadcasting live programming, stations should use a delay system to prevent the airing of questionable language. Remember that indecency enforcement is becoming the strict and that borderline material may be riskier today than in the past. For example, the FCC had changed its interpretation of the indecency rules when deciding that even fleeting or isolated use of certain language could be found indecent or profane. Remember that the FCC intends to apply the standard of an average listener. Even if you have what you deem a cutting-edge audience. It may be risky to rely on their standards if they are different from the average radio listener. Conduct training on indecency for all on-air talent and other employees responsible for programming decisions and discuss with employees what specific types of topics and subjects may no longer be appropriate for broadcast. Stations should also make sure that on-air guests are aware of the station's indecency policies. On-air personnel should be given guidance in dealing with on-air guests who may cross the line in their language. Stations should carefully examine all programming ensure compliance with the indecency rules. In the past few years, the FCC has imposed indecency forfeitures reaching hundreds of thousands of dollars against radio broadcasters, generally for sexually explicit material in talk radio shows. Code of Federal Regulations 73.1217 hoax broadcasts. The FCC rule pertaining to hoaxes specifically states that no licensee or permit of any broadcast station shall broadcast false information concerning a crime or a catastrophe if the licensee knows this information is false. It is foreseeable that the broadcast of the information will cause substantial public harm of the information does in fact cause directly substantial public harm. Public harm must be immediate 
and cause direct and actual damage to the property or to the health and safety of the general public or divert law enforcement officials or other safety authorities from their normal duties. Any programming accompanied by a disclaimer will be presumed not to pose foreseeable harm if the disclaimer clearly characterizes the program as fiction and is presented in a reasonable way under the circumstances. Broadcasters should develop written guidelines specifically prohibiting the deliberate broadcast of false, misleading, or deceptive material. Stations should periodically circulate the memoranda to remind employees that serious sanctions will result from violation of the FCC rules on the broadcast of such material. Licensees will not be insulated from the FCC sanctions if employees' misconduct results in violation of the FCC hoax rules. Licensees may also be liable for property damage or expenses incurred by local government agencies in responding to the hoax. U.S. Code 205 E and F Alcohol Advertising Many broadcasters question to what extent alcohol may be advertised on air. Currently, there are no federal restrictions regarding advertising beer, wine, or distilled spirits. Nor does federal law address liquor store advertising or the prices of alcoholic beverages. The distilled spirit industry has given up its industry code barring the use of broadcast advertising. U.S. Code 1335 
and 4402F. Tobacco Advertising. Congress had banned all advertising of cigarettes, little cigars, and smokeless tobacco via any medium of communication under the FCC's jurisdiction. Failure to obey this law is a violation of a criminal statute and is considered a misdemeanor punishable by fine. Cigarettes, for purpose of this law, refer to one, any roll of tobacco wrapped in paper or in any substance not containing tobacco, and two, any roll of tobacco wrapped in a substance containing tobacco which will be referred to or purchased by customers as a cigarette defined above because of similar characteristics to that tobacco product. For purposes of this law, little cigars are defined as any roll of tobacco wrapped in leaf tobacco, or any other substance containing tobacco, except cigarettes, of which 1,000 units weigh a maximum of 3 pounds. Broadcasters may advertise regular cigarettes, pipe tobacco, and smoking accessories. In addition, it is legal for a smoke shop or a tobacco store to advertise their legal name, even if the word tobacco is part of the title, so long as they sell tobacco products that may be advertised legally. However, the Department of Justice has stated in a written opinion that advertisements for establishments whose legal name includes the word cigarette would violate the statute. Cigarette-named events, such as the Virginia Slims Tennis Tournament, are legal to advertise as long as the event does exist. It is the legally registered name of the event, and the product mentioned no more than necessary. However, broadcasters are advised to avoid advertisements that are a sham for blatant cigarette promotion. For example, advertising shops that predominantly sell cigarettes but have a display of lighters, a smoking accessory, would be a sham because advertising the basic product sold, cigarettes, is illegal under the criminal statute. Other common examples include public displays or promotional events featuring cigarette-sponsored racing cars or cigarette-sponsored vans that appear at retailers to distribute free cigarettes and clothing bearing the cigarette's logo. Advertisements of this type are considered blatant promotions for cigarettes and therefore violate the statue.
Marfa Public Radio Puts You to Sleep was produced by me, Zoe Kurland. And me, Chris Dyer. Our executive producer is Elise Peppel. We hope you're asleep, but if you're not, help us continue to read our boring documents and do our jobs well by donating to the station at marfapublicradio.org donate. And if you are asleep, this is us planting a seed in your subconscious. When you wake up, donate to Marfa Public Radio at marfapublicradio.org slash donate.